What is up, everyone? Thank you so much for watching another fine, fine episode of Moral Dilemma. Good job. Gosh, we're so late. <laughs> but it's fine. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Logan. I'm Eric. And I'm Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Dan? Where's Corey at? Yeah, so we have our first ever guest on the show. Woo! And uh, Woo we're so excited. <laughs> it sounds like a back. Hopefully he up, doesn't Eric. screw this up or get us arrested. Because <laughs> 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 I think it's a possibility. But for all of uh, the big Corey fans out there, I know hashtag Team Corey's trending pretty yeah. hard right now on Twitter. Uh, Corey is on vacation. And, uh, oh, do you guys hear that? It's the wedding bells. Ooh. Oh, Corey, my little guy got engaged. So let's give him a round of applause, but not us because it might peak. So let's pause for a moment of applause. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Thank you guys for <laughs> applauding. But yes, we have a special Dan. Special Dan, his name is Guest, apparently. I <laughs> uh, was injured shortly out of the womb, I guess. Um, oh, man. But yeah, we're excited to do this. So a lot of people are asking, who the heck is Dan? I don't know. And Norman. And uh man, there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack from that question. Uh I think for me and Logan, since we kind of were thrown into the Dan friendship, it's not really asking for it. <laughs> no, not at all. It <laughs> just were, happened. You were grandfathered in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely were. <laughs> so for me and Logan, uh, I think we just started hanging out with Dan. We used to go to Eric's house a lot, Adam's house, and Dan would just show up and we're like, who the heck's this guy? And we found out he's kind of a cool guy well actually he was there before you guys would actually start <laughs> yeah talking. okay true. he didn't just show up randomly <laughs> okay, true. i need to give him the credit Hello, weary traveler <laughs> <laughs> yeah. first one in first one <laughs> I but i yeah, i think eric knows dan a lot, a lot oh yeah I, I know his whole family we've actually you know done a lot of ministry together him and his uh, family and his his former church we used to do a lot of retreats together and uh, actually, Dan was one of the first people I had lead praise and worship at my oh, tr- at Calvary so yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for music. For and he did a lot of that, and he got paid jack squat. <laughs> I was about to say, the budget was pretty oh, low that year. he wasn't paid, though? No, yeah. he wasn't getting paid at all. Yeah. It was more just love. Like, yeah. thank you. You're a great guy. Yeah. Man, I, I've, I've seen Dan do praise and worship pretty much forever. Yeah, yeah I saw you as the praise and worship guy way before I knew you as, like, the Dan That's the weird guy. <laughs> yeah. I saw he's the cool guy. Yeah. Well, you know, gotta be known. But uh, it's it's really neat. Uh, I've seen him and his brothers uh, grow up in the Lord, and it's really cool to see how they've grown. And yeah, I, I owe him a lot of free meals, really, because of all the things he's done. Well, we've we've yeah. done a lot of things together. That, yeah. That's been really good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's been really neat to see him, and he's got a great dad. Um, Shout out to really, Dan's dad. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Dad. Is his name Danny? So, no. Dang it's, it. It's Bob. Oh. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> cool. But yeah, there's also a lot of, uh, I think we all have really good Dan stories. But Dan, how about you introduce yourself? Who, who the heck are you? <laughs> I think everyone needs to know that. Uh, well, my name is Dan, Daniel Norman from Little Hocking, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a teacher at Warren. Yeah, I teach at Warren Middle School. Uh, I go to Calvary Memorial. Uh, the preteen leader there. I also play... Uh, electric guitar and stuff in the praise band and for and, skillet yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i'm living little hawking yeah so well. got three young kids and that's 
about what I do all. He's the also time. one of the most knowledgeable people I know in movies and stuff like that. Which yeah. pretty well, much random why trivia. <laughs> that's random what I trivia. Yeah. Random yeah. trivia is like his. That's what trivia. I was about to say. Yeah, you're the perfect guest for this type of show, though, because yeah. we're about to unwrap some things that are, I'm sure you have a lot of experience. Yeah, in. So we might kick Corey off for Dan. Yeah. Which, sorry, Corey, I'm sure you're listening to this. <laughs> You'll make him cry. <laughs> but Eric, why don't you go ahead and share my Dan? Yeah, share a Dan story. Okay, well, Dan obviously. I'm going to share. In. I'm going to share one, and then I'm going to let Dan kind of. Me and him will work on the story together because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let him share the Wendy story. <laughs> but there's a Trump's. Uh, there's a a story about a tree and a stump. Okay? Oh. oh, it's a parable. So I, there was a yeah. <laughs> hey Jesus. So yeah. <laughs> at my house, there was a tree that fell over, knocked out power lines. The power company came through and oh, you no. know cut down the tree, got it out of the way, repaired the lines. But there was this huge stump that was stuck out in the middle of the road almost, and it was off to the side. It was on my property. So I asked Dan, and Dan, being a faithful friend, he comes over and he tries to tries to help me out. Well, I have this. <laughs> remember the story of the dollar truck I got? Yeah. So yeah. I have this dollar truck, and I'm I'm just too cheap to buy tires for it. <laughs> so it's bald tires, and we have this rinky dink chain that we're trying to <laughs> yeah. put around the stump. And Dan's really, you know, he we're trying to muscle it out. I'm trying to pull it up the hill with the. With the truck, and it was just a, a nightmare. So you, these you know, kind of stories never end well. By no, um, <laughs> there was some some things that happened with that. Do you want to share a few things? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I I brought a chainsaw and we cut we cut the heck out of that tree stump. And when I say tree stump, I mean like I could I mean it was, it was I couldn't pick it up. It was probably five six hundred pounds. It wasn't your average tree stump. It's probably someone this else's like family your, tree. Yeah. 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 And when Eric says that his tires were bald. That's kind of an understatement. These things were like more like slicks for drag cars. And he was barking those things up the hill trying to pull this tree yeah, log. I was smoking. Uh, they were just like slipping everywhere. Two lifesavers for tires in the back. Yeah, they, were, they, much, were, yeah. they were bad. So we, I think we finally got the stump off to the side or something. Yeah. We finally was like, heck with it. Just leave it. Yeah, but I know I split my pants, uh, <laughs> which I split a pair of pants about every couple months, anyways. But but I split a pair, and I still remember Eric was like, "I'm I'm gonna buy a new pair of pants." I was like, "Dude, don't he's, worry about he's it." Still waiting for these. You're gonna buy a new pair of bridges. Oh, said you fall through with that yet? Yeah, no, 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 maybe no. after this to, episode. Yeah, I need to go buy. A well, pair Dan, of look under your seat. <laughs> hey, we got you a new pair of bridges. <laughs> pair of, pair of Zubas. <laughs> these guys, they're actually Jinko jeans. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wear. I can put them on one leg. <laughs> I was an advocate for the bell bottoms, but uh, you know we turned that one down. <laughs> so the other story is a Wendy story. Um, oh, gotta love a good I'll, Wendy story. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Dan just take uh, this story okay. over. So gotcha. let him share this. All story. right. So so you, for you guys, like Eric and I, like hanging out on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. I mean that goes way back. Yeah. I mean we're, we're talking years. like 15 years ago or yeah. so. And I was in college mostly, and it was like every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. And I go to Eric's house if I didn't fall asleep on the couch, and I just <laughs> leave and go to college. I go to college the next morning at OU or whatever. But we got into this habit of going to Wendy's on South Side a lot after church, and uh, we we went there one night. It's so so stinking funny. So what you have to understand is that Eric's old enough to know better, and so am I, because I'm like 23, 24 or something probably. At the time. Yeah. And so I got in line and I ordered, I don't know what I ordered, but I got a baked potato with it. I just remember getting a baked potato. I've never heard this before. And Eric comes up right behind me and orders, and he's like, yeah, I'd like a 
number one, whatever. And I'll take a baked potato too. And the lady turns around and like looks at the drawer, says something to the manager, and she's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, sir. There's no more baked potatoes. And without missing a beat, he slammed his hand on the counter as loud as he could. And he goes, this is unacceptable. And the lady... This girl, she's probably like 18. She just looked at him. I'm on the side laughing my head off. And I I stuck my hand out and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's joking. He's joking. He doesn't mean that. He's not really mad. What kind of potatoes are you buying? These like like golden potatoes? Well, I was just upset. He just got the last. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It just came to my mind real quick. I'm just going to make a big deal. Oh, it was so I have heard Eric scream in like dramas and stuff for you. If if he screamed like, like that, no. that in a Wendy's yeah. in a public oh, place. It was so funny. I could I could demonstrate <laughs> yeah, it for you, but I don't want to hit the table <laughs> yeah. here yeah. and knock every mic off. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like emphatic. I was just serious <laughs> about it. I was just like angry looking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man, if you don't so know funny. Eric, that would be terrifying if you didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. just, just your presence in general and your voice. I mean, you can hear from your laugh. I mean, your scream is probably just. Well, I mean, first of all, seeing Dan and Eric together walk into a Wendy's—that's scary on its own. It's like two part-time bouncers walking. I think that was one of the few times I totally threw Dan off. Yeah, it it was—it was just totally unexpected. Yeah, he he did not see that coming at all. Yeah, and and I laughed. I probably shouldn't have. It was was funny. funny. It was funny. It was worth it. Well, actually, Eric, I think you have a chance to redeem yourself. Okay, bring her in. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she's still. have my also, potato. This is Julie from Wendy's. Ever hey since that accident, she has been through therapy. And she's here to confront you. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Oh yeah, I've gosh. also heard a lot of crazy stories from our sound guy, Adam, about you. Because you guys grew up together, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, for the most part. That's that's where it started. That's where the uh, the Dan tree yeah. has its roots. Yeah. Good <laughs> one. Is, is with Adam. Yeah, some of these stories you, you, we can't share all. Yeah, I know. Well, I was going to say, do you have any wrestling? You, I know you guys did the oh wrestling. Gosh. You guys would actually make your own wrestling. Yeah, we used to, yeah, we used to like that. set up in his dad's bow shop and pretend to wrestle. And we had characters. And we had lights and music. And I, I'd be like an announcer, and I'd announce a match. And then I'd run around and come out and like wrestle for my character. And, yeah, like that, I mean, that was just fun. Yeah, there was more than two people. Who was your character? A posse. Uh, I was Hulk Hogan. That was my <laughs> character. Because we were like real deal people. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sweet. I remember a retreat you guys did part of the talent show. Yeah, we did. And a, you guys actually did like a little re- wrestling spoof at a talent show at a retreat. Yeah, we really? did a wrestling And, it, and it, you were called Storm and yeah, Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was your... Kind of your name. Storm yeah, Norman. and I had tearaway pants that oh, year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like These weren't blue. the pants that ripped. These were the pants yeah, that actually yeah. tearaway. <laughs> they were blue with orange stripes buttoned up the side. And I, I did this whole big old thing, and I like grabbed them and ripped them off. And I think we I scared you. Yeah. And I, both yeah. pairs came off. Uh, I, I think there was a spotlight and everything. Oh, I mean, yeah. We, it was, it was pretty kids. legit. Yeah, it was, you know, the That's theatrics. Funny. You got to... Got to go big or go home, I guess. I have a little sub story off of that. It's real fast. I remember watching, the first time I ever watched one of these recorded clips was at the sound guy Adam's house. And I remember just like, it was one of those tapes, like it just played right wherever you left off last. So like, I just remember it flashed blue a few times. Come on. It turns on. And I just see someone take a metal chair straight (laughs) to the back. Like I had no, none of this introduction. Dan's like, yeah, we do a little, uh, we did a little wrestling back in the day and this little tape just flashes on. I see this full-on WWE <laughs> chair take down. I was like, man, he was joking. Oh, yeah. man. 
That, was, that was that was like big time during oh. your guys' time oh. frame, wasn't it? Like I know my youth group that we had like a NWO. Oh yeah, or yeah, yeah, something like that. It was yeah. new new world no, order, new Christian order, oh, or something. Yeah, yeah. So the NWO well, that, well, that was actually re- <laughs> that was actually wrestling. Yeah, that was wrestling. There was a triple C, and then there was something else. Yeah, I yeah, remember. yeah. The you, worldwide Christian. Somebody, somebody's going to recruit yeah, me on this. Yeah, because like the late '90s and early 2000s, if you didn't watch wrestling and talk about wrestling, and you were a guy. I mean, you were probably like sewing curtains or something. Like everyone talked about wrestling. <laughs> I think it's funny that the only option is out yeah. there. You're you're yeah. doing curtains. I mean, not the sewing curtains. I know how to sew, anyway. So know how to sew. <laughs> military. You're one of those well known pastor in the area. We won't say names. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we yeah, you you talked about wrestling. He just that's yeah. awesome. Ryan, do you have a dance story? Oh man, I feel like every time I've hung out with Dan, something has gone down. And, uh, <laughs> but one of my favorites, uh, I think this was one of the first times we hung out. I think it was probably back when I was in high school. Uh, we, we, we just went and saw a movie. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was at the mall. And uh, I think I was late to come out for some reason. But on my way out, Dan decides to to hide behind this corner. Oh, that was yeah, perfect. That I was, was there for that. That was funny. And um, <laughs> give it a little bit more detail where he yeah, was hiding. Yeah, yeah. So so we, you like walk out, and there's like these like bushes right beside the uh, the uh, exit or entrance or whatever. And Dan gets gets in behind him. He swoozes his way there. <laughs> And I come out uh, not knowing what's going on. And Eric, his accomplice at the time, was like, was like, oh, my gosh, there's a dog over there. Oh, yeah. And, Dan, and Dan comes out barking like a dog. And it scared the crap out of me. But here's the thing is that I didn't know Dan super well at the time. So I'm just so here he hanging out. Old guy. Yeah. 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 I just have this hanging out with this guy I don't really know. And then all of a sudden he's barking at me. But yeah. That's and that, that honestly scared me so bad. Yeah, it's a lot better than Eric. Alright, alright. First of all, Eric, you have literally gotten the name of uh the movie wrong every single time. It's, it's hereditary. Purpose. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. Heresy. 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 But yeah, that's my dance story. Oh, there was also a good story. Uh we went catfishing one time. Oh yeah. I think this is the only time we ever went catfishing. And uh it was a few of us. And man, we fished for so long and didn't catch anything. And we're just hanging out talking. We still had a good time. We threw some old spice cans in the fire. Yeah. But all of a sudden, Dan gets this this huge fish that we think. <laughs> and he starts reeling. He's like, oh, what I got one. And everyone gets their phones out. And he reels it in. It's a small little it's turtle. A turtle. <laughs> it's a and, and it's like not even a cool turtle. It's like yeah. one of those soft shell turtles. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he hooked it on accident. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. But yeah, yeah a lot of good Dan stories. For you got sure. One yeah. I'm, we, we got a lot of movie theater stories just because like this gang here on the podcast there for a while. I mean, we still do it, but every Sunday night for the longest time, we'd go see a movie, go Taco Bell. So a lot of these happen in movie theaters. One that's one that came to my mind really fast was um, I forget what movie we're seeing, but it's the same crew, the same group, and um, I remember Dan sat down in the seat <laughs> in front of Adam and I, sound guy Adam, and um, I didn't really think anything of it. We there was just. Anyway, well, Adam saw the opportunity to slip the wallet out of Dan's pocket. Oh. Like, it was one of those things. I got a Taco Bell before the movie. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he that's, got it out That is right. Yeah. Anyway, same scenario. But <laughs> Adam found this, this certain time to steal Dan's wallet. And he just snuck it out and looked at me. And we were both just shook that we, like, he got it. Like, it was in your, your jean pocket or whatever. And uh, 
later that evening we went to the movies yeah that's right i got this together now and um (laughs) uh, we're sitting in the movie and adam and i aren't thinking of anything much and i think you went to go get candy or something like that bathroom and meanwhile dan was like looking around for his wallet in the theater here's my phone he stole my phone okay it was in my side cargo pocket yeah yeah okay okay anyway it all still adds up it was his phone so Dan, <laughs> Dan is looking around for his phone, and apparently Adam and I both weren't there to see you like being looking around for it or something like that, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And I was out at the car. And yeah, everything. and he and took off. Was... He took off for the car and was getting ready to drive back to Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, he's getting ready to drive back to Taco Bell because he could not find his phone. Well, Adam and I aren't just being jerks. We literally didn't know that Dan was like looking for this like we were just like this has gone way too far like you didn't think he was gonna look for it <laughs> well we didn't we for we we forgot he had, we took it like adam completely forgot that he swiped his phone like that's, what, that's and, why the bible teaches not to steal yeah well we learned our lesson anyway well a few minutes later man you're gonna have to help me out with this last part but it turns out dan found out that like adam had the phone i, ran, I chased him down out of the yeah theater. i was i was at the counter at the theater asking if somebody had turned in a phone like a moron yeah and here he comes across the theater and i just yelled as loud as i could <laughs> i was like i'm gonna kill you or something like that right in the middle of the theater yeah. which i probably shouldn't have yelled that <laughs> and i and i i remember this I, my perspective i was still in the theater and i just hear like this hurting down the hallway like it was that quiet part in the previews like nothing's really happened lights are still on and i just hear this absolute massacre down the hallway and i just see dan and adam running in the theater and then shortly after dan just barreling after adam for his phone oh my goodness oh man it was that one was a good one there's actually, so many more. Actually, I do have one more. Is it okay to share about the the movie me and you went to see? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. talk about that? You no, share go ahead. That? No, go you ahead. share I'll this time story. In. Uh, you uh, know what I mean? The one that we had that little friend that visited us and sat next to Yeah, Eric and I went and watched um, Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. And this was several years ago. And um, <laughs> this dude comes in, like one of these guys who, like, I guess he thinks that you're like, I guess we were all people, so he thought we were friends or something. <laughs> oh, and no. he, like, sits bes- – it's like me, Eric, and then this dude sits right beside us, like, one, two, three. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't know you, whatever. And, of course, Eric's sitting there with his PSP playing PSP <laughs> before the that movie, guy. you know. Oh, no. And I'm just complaining about the advertisements and stuff, like, you know, every – Like a normal movie. guy. Yeah. And this dude just keeps talking about this movie, talking about this movie. Well, a group of – group of other people come in um that uh let's say were uh spent more time out in the sun than what i typically would um and this guy leans over and he's like oh this is going to be good and i'm thinking like we have to get out of here yeah because it's like i don't want to be associated with this guy yeah because this guy's making comments that i don't feel comfortable with he's not part of my family tree yeah Because, you know, this movie is Like, about, I wanted to sign it just said, I'm not with this yeah. guy. <laughs> you know, the movie's about this guy who, you know, lived during... Was in the war and had these <laughs> racial tendencies, but meets this kid and, and realizes that he's wrong and, yeah. and develops yeah. this bomb with this kid. And then this dude's like, it's going to be great. And I'm, uh, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, big oh, no. Jeez. Yeah, it was just a scary thing because it was like... Yeah. Why do I have to sit next to this guy that seems like, I don't know, he seems like my friend and yeah. I'm not friends with him. I was like scared of what he was going to say so next. Did you guys leave him? And 
No, he, no. We were kind of we're kind caught. of we're, kind, kind he's sitting trapped. in the theater is kind of full, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it, it was turned like, out to be Adam, the sound guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and how they became friends. <laughs> no one wants him to be here. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. But yeah. Good yeah, times with Dan. But yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna switch gears. And uh, one of my favorite things about going to the movies is every once in a while you get one of those movies that you go to, and you're not expecting much, and you come out and it was just a banger. It was so good. It's happened to me a lot. So we're gonna talk about some of our favorite surprise movies so you want to kick us off eric sure um mine is actually what happened was i had no idea about this movie i had no knowledge of it never saw a trailer i I think i know this one and uh one of my former teens jeremy prine said hey i want you to uh go check this movie out he didn't tell me anything beforehand didn't give me any information and it was probably one of the greatest things i've ever had a teenager do for me Oh wow! <laughs> because he didn't he didn't spoil it at all. Yeah. I mean, just he wanted me to go see it. But he had already like, seen it. No, I don't think. Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe he did. I'll have to. I'll have to ask. Yeah. But anyhow, I go and I watch this movie, and I'm just like, whoa! I mean, it was just so cool because, like, I think trailers a lot of times. I think we could probably talk about trailers. Yeah. And how sometimes trailers really ruin a movie. I mean, I brought up Invisible Man last podcast, and that's the whole reason why I didn't like the movie. Yeah. Because the trailer yeah. butchered the movie. So sometimes trailers can either give you, a, you know, a lot of too much information DMI, about a movie, yep. or it kind of ruins the movie. Or Did you say what movie it was when you were talking about that? No, I haven't talked about oh, okay. it. I haven't okay. said it. All right. What, do you want to guess? No, it's oh, I, I know what it is. You know what? You've heard the story. Yeah. Though. Okay. It was Matrix. Oh, yes. The <laughs> Matrix. Wow. The Matrix. Wow. What a... What a what a just a wonderful movie that I had no previous knowledge yeah. in. So that was the thing for me. I don't know how, what you guys will share about your surprise movie. Yeah. Um, just not having any knowledge and then walking uh-huh. into the theater and just enjoying in a film mm-hmm. at its entirety without mm-hmm. having any pre knowledge about it. Yep. Yeah. It was just kind of a shock. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of times trailers do ruin, ruin movies mm-hmm. because we we already have a glimpse of what it's going to be like. But me going in not knowing anything it was just like. Yeah. This is incredible. Now exactly. They, unfortunately, they ruined it as they kept making movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So was that movie was um, during the time was that like kind of like a movie that people were looking forward to? Or that, did that just kind of come out of nowhere? It came out of nowhere. Really? I think it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hear anything about it, and then it really took off as it was released, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, when Matrix came out, you're just like, "What Matrix? What's this? I've done <laughs> Matrix and Calculus, but what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean, like Matrix." And, uh, and it's, uh, spoiler alert: It's not a math movie. <laughs> but, uh, but no, when it came out, I mean, it totally changed. Yeah. I mean, the three-dimensional shot—it totally changed oh, movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Matrix backbend thing has been parodied probably a thousand times in movies. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of groundbreaking things that he did in the film, but just the concept, just the story, just the. Oh yeah. I mean, the whole. I couldn't even of- imagine coming up with the concept of that movie because that that was kind of like the first ever like movie that established like the the. Glitch in the Matrix thing, right? Yeah. 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 That's crazy that someone came up with that and was able to make such a good movie out of that. Eric, yeah. I think you're so lucky that you had that experience because from my perspective of the Matrix, <laughs> I also <laughs> love the Matrix. But um, You had somebody ruin it for you, didn't uh, you? Not really. I didn't do the same thing. Kind of like, like Hereditary? Like Jeremy did for me. No, I no. I did not have the same experience. <laughs> so I watched the Matrix at the Eric Leeson's house. And... Um, Let's just say I didn't understand anything. But, of course, <laughs> you watch a movie that everyone is super passionate about. And for the first time, there tends to be a lot of uh, 
filler talking along with like pointing out, oh, this means this here in like 20 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, crap. But no, I'm just, it was actually <laughs> well, a good experience. I think but, that, well, Eric threw in actually, a, Bible, yeah. a Bible reference every 15 yeah. minutes and, and would pause Like it. every 20 minutes, I'd pause it just to be funny. But <laughs> I, was, I was actually talking about spiritual aspects about the film and how that relates. While and, I'm trying to understand the movie, yeah. but then he starts throwing these these riddles or whatever he's, yeah. he's got at me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my bad. I apologize. No, that's fine. That, I still really like I owe Dan a pair of pants and I owe you a new movie. <laughs> and me. And me a pair of pants. Oh, okay. Hereditary. I still want to see that with No, me. That, that's just a bad movie. <laughs> I don't apologize for anything. <laughs> oh, man. Logan, you got one? Oh, yeah. I got one. This is very recent. I've mentioned it oh. in the podcast, but I haven't really elaborated on it. Um, I've recently done some work in my room and have gotten this like little theater vibe set up going on. Good Sweet sound place. bar and like subwoofer in there. And so I've been really watching a lot of movies at home, which was perfect time with all the, the virus stuff going around. But I watched this movie. I planned on just doing some biology homework that I'm doing. I have like an online class and just watching a movie that I had nothing. It's just, I just found a movie on Netflix. I was like, I'll just play this. It'll be a good background while I'm doing this. I didn't even have, I, I was barely watching it when I first turned it on. It's called Nezha. N-E-Z-H-A. I, it's a, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, honestly. But yeah, it's N-E-Z-H-A. Um, it's like an anime, right? It's an animated movie, yes. And I, I cannot believe how great that movie was. It's very family-friendly. Um, just the overarching theme of it, like, I'm not going to spoil anything. But it pretty much talks about what, there's these two, there's the spirit and demon kind of vibe in it. And the spirit aspect gets in the hands of the demons and the, the demons get a hand of the spirit. So it's kind of like evil in the hands of good and good in the hands of evil. And you see how if you're genuinely good, an evil thing can become good also. It's kind of like yeah. the, the theme of it. And I think it is has so many, like, I use this word a lot, Christian motifs in it. Like almost like you have this evil thing in your possession that's very powerful that is kind of like rampaging in your midst and stuff, but you can you can entice it over to the good side and make it make it for the good. And the evil thing essentially can become good if it's you know well trained and proper and nourished. Mm-hmm. And that movie is got the coolest battle scene. It this is kind of weird to uh, mention on the podcast, but it gives off like you've all everyone's seen Frozen, hopefully, but the graphics on Frozen are actually kind of insane. If you really like pay attention to it, this Nezha movie has got insane graphics like just the the animations and the fight scenes in it it's just the stereotypical good and evil fighting style it's awesome i it's family friendly anyone can watch it it's it is awesome that's cool well i think what you shared was something that we probably should talk about down the road at some point i know Mm -hmm. we keep saying it with some things but you know there to me there is an, an element that you need to have evil good like the matrix like like most movies like star wars to make a really good story, you yeah. have to have good yeah. and evil. And I think spiritually it speaks to a, a bigger truth mm-hmm. that there is this <clears throat> spiritual side of things. That's a secret. That it's not really a secret. It's kind of like an audio drill and uh, I've got a secret. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the idea is, is that there's this underlying truth that sometimes people miss and they don't realize yeah. that there's this, there is this constant struggle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, yeah. Well, I mean the fact that, if you can find like like Logan was talking, it's like an allegory. You know, if you can find that idea in everything, then it has to be some truth to it. Absolutely, yeah. that's you know my I mean? point. Yeah. And and it's like 
things like the things that are happening in the natural world, like the way I look at them. Like, there's a lot of people talk about this, but to me, the things that even like now what's happening in the world, if it's happening in the natural world, it reflects the supernatural oh, world. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what point. I mean? So it's happening there too. Yep. That's crazy. So it's kind of neat to think about. Well, yeah, there's a reason why those stories, we're driven to those stories. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's, those stories speak for us mm-hmm. and why we're gravitated to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Dan, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, man. So uh, just not to give info on me, but the whole like one thing, you pick one, pick your best, pick oh, your favorite. Yeah. I can't do that. Same, dude. My OCD doesn't let me. I have to like categorize it. So I like, I have like five, Yeah, no, but I hate many. to share them all. Sorry, <laughs> dude, but. no, go for it. Okay. So just let me throw these out really, really quick. So um, the first few are, the way I took it were, these were movies that got horrible reviews. Yeah. Like less than okay. 60%. But so number one, National Treasure. Oh, horrible good. reviews. But, what a good movie. But listen, you got a fist bump listen, from the sound guy on that one. <laughs> National Treasure is the Indiana Jones to anybody that's like oh, 25 and under. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It like really re-sparked re- that sure. one. For uh, sure. The next one, 56%, right? Which sounds horrible. Con Air. Uh, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I think Con Air is a great movie. <laughs> Let me tell you why people don't like Con Air, okay? Okay. okay this As is he why, points in this is why space. people don't like Con Air. It's because Nicolas Cage won an Oscar the year before for Leaving Las Vegas or whatever for yeah. that romantic comedy. And he released Con Air and Face Off in the same month. Same year, Dang, same I didn't month. Know that. Now, yeah. did you, you like Face Off? I like Face I Off. I like Face Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wait, I like that too. So way better than Face On. Connor starred <laughs> Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm yeah, cool. Steve Buscemi. Oh, okay. He's like this Hannibal Lecter kind of yeah. character. It, it wasn't bad, but it basically yeah. it was like a plane fight for the control yeah. of the plane. But so for me, I thought that was a good movie. It was a decent movie. Um, it's probably better than the 50%, yeah. 56%. Another, another horrible movie that people thought was horrible, but I thought was Fantastic Shooter. With Mark okay. Wahlberg. I like that one. We I watched that, that as... What, what rating did it have? It, it was 50-some percent. Really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, last but not least, Denzel Washington, Book of Eli. Yeah. Oh, oh, horrible. Man. Really? It got Horrible, terrible ratings. I I love that. horrible ratings. Yeah, horrible I thought ratings. it was great. But I don't see how that like, got I don't that's such a huge all. story. That that's a like Book of Eli could be made into a five season miniseries or something yeah. like that and easily. I don't, I don't want to ruin the movie, but that that whole concept oh, that man. you didn't realize what the what yeah. was really going on until oh, the end of the insane. movie. Oh, that's insane! And then yeah. that's the kind of movie you can watch again yes. with completely different yeah. eyes because like. Yeah. Oh, you can go back and yeah, look at everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like a sixth sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and that's that's one of the movies where like you want to watch it with people. Like I oh, like watching yeah. movies with people who've never seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to see their reaction. I actually that. think yeah. I, I might have that. watched Book of Eli with you probably guys. Probably with that. I think yeah. Yeah, probably. I had that same that that watching movies with people. The same the, the movie The Prestige is a great movie to watch. Oh with people yeah. Who have yeah. No yeah, idea yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on because yeah, yeah. the whole time you know exactly what's going on and that the, that twist at the end is just. So, it's great to see reactions on that so one. So that was a pretty good list. I disagree disagree yeah. with you on Connor. But I always oh, Eric coming in with the uh yeah. <laughs> the negative. That's okay. And I got I got one more, my last one, my oh. clincher. Okay. Oh come on. So, so here's my clincher. So here's my one that like when I first saw it out like going back to the trailer, I had a perception of it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it, it seems kind of too goofy to me, but then I watched them. Uh it, it was it was Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, I love it. When I first so when I first saw it, I was like, this movie's awesome. 
Like just the way it was filmed, the way yeah. it was shot, the music in that oh, movie is just was so cool. It's, it's so different. Like yeah. I, I Ryan and I, Ryan showed me Scott Pilgrim. Like yeah. He watched it with yeah. me. Oh, it's great. And that music vibe that it has in it is just like I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah. It could oh, that movie almost made a music genre. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it made a whole like subgenre. Like I, I, I read that like after that movie came out. A bunch of kids and teens were starting to dress like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, and yeah. To like get into uh, that kind of like, like yeah. honestly, probably in like 20, 25 years, it'll become a cult classic. Oh, movie for sure. If it's not already, yeah, I would say yeah. it probably is. I mean, because it's you know, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, Edgar Wright makes yeah some of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are some other ones? Throw some other ones. Uh, he did Baby Driver. Okay, I yeah, Baby Driver. That was a great movie. Baby Driver's on good. my top five on Letterbox. Yeah. What else did he do? Uh, I'm gonna look it up on Letterboxd. Yeah, you sponsor us. <laughs> I I know that I own a lot of Edgar Wright movies. Yeah, because you've been working on your are. old Blu-ray collection. Yeah, but yeah. we could also See, talk about if we could continue on. Oh yeah, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, my yeah, goodness, yeah, yeah, all yeah, okay. the uh, yeah, man, Shaun of the Dead too. Fantastic. I saw that at Adam's Sound Guy's house <laughs> the first time, and I I bought it. And Hot Fuzz. Did you watch Hot Fuzz? Hot Fuzz yeah. is amazing. All those. Also, another good World's one is uh, World's End. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it good? That surprised yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't. I mean, it's okay, but it's, it's not, not like that. Yeah. It's because it's, I've seen the other. It's because Hot Fuzz and Shauna that it had such high. Set the bar so yeah. high, you know well, the right, and once again the writing and the the dialogue. If you listen to the way they're talking to each other and stuff, yeah. it's hysterical. Yeah. yeah, like like the puns, like the funny things that they're saying that's yep. happening in the background. Mm-hmm. But some people don't get it; it goes over their head. Now, yeah. since Dan got to add an extra movie, <laughs> sorry man, five sorry. actually. Sorry man, I just wanted to. Can I, can I add another movie? No. Have you guys ever seen a movie called Memento? Yeah, yeah, that's a great that movie. movie. Yeah. I think this is. I don't think I have. Oh, yeah, you haven't? It's no, good. it's really good. It's okay, that's a mind. Maybe I'll check it out. It's so good though. You watch Nezha and I'll watch my uh, Mementos. Hey, yes. we can watch one of those tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down with that. All right. Is yeah. that on Netflix? Ah, uh, probably. We can find it somewhere. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So mine. Um, oh, we got to talk about yours. All right. Yeah. All right. Next topic. <laughs> Jeez. I thought you went first. <laughs> so mine. Uh, Peter Pan. I wasn't necessarily. So mine was the Winnie the Pooh movie. March of the Penguins, actually. (laughs) Blew my mind. No, mine was it's uh, a movie called Unsane. It's by Steven Soderbergh, who did Ocean's Eleven and stuff. Um, But this is back in the um, movie past days, where I was literally just seeing pretty much anything. Have we talked about that? What movie pass? Yeah. No, we need to. No, but we'll we'll that's that. a whole topic. That's and, a whole and topic. And we can talk about how the people in this room drove that company to the ground. <laughs> we single-handedly <laughs> destroyed a company. You guys ruined it. I just helped you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you enforced us. Yeah. Man, those were the days. I encouraged though. you, and I should have. Yeah. That was crazy. But yeah, Keep going anyway. we were seeing all these movies pretty much for free, and this one came out. Me and my friend Jake, who we saw probably in one year, probably fifty movies with movie pass. Uh, so it's called Unsane. It's like it's kind of a typical story, and I mean, to be to be honest, it's not a great movie, and I I, I I'll stand by that. But I, I was super surprised coming out of it. Uh, it's just a standard story about like um, I think this woman gets um, like accused of being like mentally insane and goes to an insane asylum and has oh. to escape or something. But and after after the movie, I, I really liked it. After the movie though, I did some research and. Found out that the entire thing was filmed on an iPhone. Oh, wow. really? What? Wow. And you would have never known. And 
Well, that's the amazing thing with technology. I today. know. It's really an, an iPhone? Yeah, what an year iPhone. was this movie yeah, made? Well, uh, probably two years ago. Yeah, oh, so okay. That makes, little, that, that, that makes yeah. a little... If but, this is like 2007... I mean, it looked great. <laughs> and I mean, I, I think that's why when I left, I kind of had mixed feelings about it because I just knew like something was off, but, which fit the movie because it's about a woman losing her sanity. And now... Oh, um, that's pretty sweet. I, I've rewatched it, and I, I just think it's a great movie. I mean, it's it's. Nothing, I got a lot to watch. Plot wise, it's nothing crazy, but like the fact that he filmed that with an iPhone. Um, but that's a director I really like, Steven Soderbergh, because he he likes to do kind of gimmicky things. He did one with an iPhone, but my favorite one is a movie called Bubble, which he filmed. Um, Isn't that a local underwater? Film? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, underwater, but he filmed it with random people. Just on like he that he met on the street and he filmed it in Belpre, Ohio, oh, where yeah, he yeah, lived yeah. in the Middleton Doll Factory. Uh, I mean, it's it's what? not it's not a great movie. Creepy. Yeah, before but, the dogs <laughs> moved in. But it's it's cool that because <laughs> I, dog, I watched an interview. He, he met now. someone at Kroger, like a, a a cashier at Kroger, and he was like, "Hey, w- would you like to play a character in this movie I'm working on? I'm a I'm a director here." And they did it, and I mean, wow. I, don't, I don't know if it did well, but the, I just think it's so the cool. The girl from Wendy's with the potato was in it, too. <laughs> yeah. so. um, public service announcement for all you people listening. If somebody approaches you and says, hey, you want to be in a movie? I'm a director. Uh, turn around and run away. Turn around and, it's, and, it's and called, run away. And it's called Bubble. <laughs> you want to be in my film called Bubble? Nine <laughs> times out of ten, that's not ending good yeah, for you. Yeah, <laughs> But, yeah, eight, eight I think half. that's cool. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, you want to be in a movie called Bubble? <laughs> Good old movies. So, we have an unnuxed topic, and uh, I feel like this could get heated. It probably will. It probably will. This so, is a, uh, in sorry. the last few episodes, we have talked uh, about... It is a dilemma. It's it, it's a moral dilemma. Uh, we've talked about different gaming consoles, and two that have come up a lot are PSPs and uh, the Nintendo yeah. DS. <laughs> uh, and we're going to have a quick little debate. Uh, Dan and Eric, from what I understand, are PSP losers. I almost brought my PSP with me. <laughs> really? Hey, I have. We both had PSPs, so this is. Yeah. You guys both. Do you have DSs? Both. Both. You no, have DSs? my kids had DS because DS were for kids. It's for oh. kids. Exactly. That's oh, the point man. I was going to make. Is real, hey, 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 reel it back we're in. We're about to so we destroy the adult, this. We got the adult table. Uh, we got the kids. Yeah. Reel it back in. <laughs> and me and Logan will be talking yeah. about the DS. And um, oh man, this is a losing battle so for the yeah. PSP guys. How, how, how are we going to structure this? Well, I think I think we should go first because yeah. we're the old. Oh, Okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay, so we'll the, let you go first because you're going to yeah. have the much weaker argument. We'll say everything that's right. You guys can say everything that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Go and then we'll it. tell you why you're wrong. Go for it. I'm ready. All so, yours. So, start off with the PSP, you know, like we talked about, me and Dan talked about, it has a bigger screen. It was first off. <laughs> yeah. You could actually play movies. You could actually have a memory card to store movies, full movies on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, t- tons of t- incredible games that were for more of the adults. I'm sorry to interrupt, but this. Are we comparing the PSP to the DS that came out the same year as the PSP? Uh, either way, but I know there's all kinds of uh, iterations of the DS. So. Yeah. And there's there, iterations of the PSP. Like, not, not really. Uh, there's, 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 PSP about, Vita. there's three PSPs. But that's that's different. And then that the PS- Vita, which sunk like two two yeah. and a half years, and then they just basically was like... Did okay. you guys hear that sunk? sunk well, sunk. They it wasn't it because right. the hardware wasn't good. It, it was, was because that there was so many things that they had to compete with, with okay. smartphones okay. and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah, we're had we're talking DS and PSP. Okay, Let's hear your argument for why you think it's good. Well, I was trying before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Stand down. Logan. So uh, the bigger screen, 
Yeah. Uh, the graphics were a lot better than the DS. Oh, I've yeah. seen the, D- the DS Ooh, graphics. They yeah. weren't as, as crisp. You did have the two options on the DS, but but really the DS basically had mostly just Nintendo games yeah. that they created for it. If you love Pokemon, that's where you go to play your Pokemon. Well, but if I mean, you if wanted adult games it, like yeah. God of War, if you wanted... <laughs> Tom uh, Clancy... You could also play uh, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty uh, Stories, Liberty City Stories, or something mm-hmm. like that. There was all kinds of one. other games that you could play on there. Um, I just, I just love the fact that you put music on it. You could put movies on it. It was versatile. Photo. Good. I mean, you could put photos on yeah. there. It's a mini PlayStation. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hey, sound got shot. Actually, you had could, a web browser. It was backwards compatible, so you could download so PS One games on your on your PSP. Yeah. And it was a remote access feature. If you had a PlayStation 3, you could actually remove it. It never end. worked? No, it actually worked at my house. I had the You're PS4. the one that had terrible internet at your house. Yeah. <laughs> you had to come to the yeah. church to get your DS to work. I didn't have internet at the time, Eric. Hey, let him finish. You had, to, cl- you had to climb the telephone pole and jimmy two wires together with electrical tape. <laughs> so, I mean, I think both systems were good. But for me, uh, I love the PSP. It was really yeah. just a great portable system. Uh, the, the games that were available, I felt like like God of War games. If you never played God of War, you missed a bunch of great games oh, yeah. there. Because the stories were just as good as like the, the PS3 games or the <laughs> PS2 games that came out. Yeah. yeah, sure. And my problem with the DS is that everybody who played a DS was like an eight-year-old kid. <laughs> when, I was play- when I had my PSP, the only kids who played ds the only people who took ds seriously were like eight-year-old kids and they were all like paisley pink and purple and blue yeah. and it's like you, no one's going to take you seriously when you're applying for a job at the law office with your ds in your pocket <laughs> but your psp was like sleek black yeah i mean it's, people could take you serious with that so you're saying yeah. if you show up with the psp you get the job you better right. you better believe it so, you have your resume on there dude <laughs> you can say hold on a second dude i'm gonna send that to you right now Boom, analog stick it. Yeah, you, you actually had internet access. On your yeah. PSP. Uh, you right. had a, a browser on your PSP. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sweet. All right, so, so I, I, I understand those things. But, I think we ran out of time. <laughs> but we need to we need to understand the uh, what we're really getting at, and that's gaming. And you, you guys have argued that the PSP uh, has had some good games. But I think as a gaming console, no, no first dare. of all, Stay the back. DS was revolutionary, far more revolutionary than the PSP. And you have to admit that because, also, because, uh, because the, the, the DS had two screens and Ooh. on top of oh, that. Yeah. You know, I have two eyes too, but they look at the same direction when I'm playing something. Okay. <laughs> I don't need two screens. I don't know. What hey, the- don't interject during our side. All right. But also, there's so many more uh, well-made and well uh uh, developed developed games on on the DS and I think you have to admit that because now, name sit, drop name drop sit back name drop okay all of the Zelda games that came out for DS had like perfect scores at the time those were old Nintendo games I've been playing <laughs> they were I, I, I was playing Zelda in 1991 hey, like, oh, hey can, you let, can you let us sat on the ground you also had all of these PlayStation can games or all of these uh, that's right you had all, all the Pokemon games you had so many games that made awesome use of the touch screen and the thing and 
you guys saying that it was just a kid's console, that's just not true. I mean, sure, there are kids' games on it. There are also kids' <laughs> games on the PSP. How old were you when you had your DS? Okay, that's not fair because you guys are old. But I am the age now where I, I'm aware of what I would want. And I, I had both at the time. I had a PSP and I had a DS. And I enjoyed the DS much more because... And I've used it much more. E- even today, I sometimes get on there, play Pokemon. I play, still have the new play, the play a Mario DS game. too. And yeah, but hey, can I, I take I some, can right. I take a bite of this for yeah, a second? Go for it. Uh, anyway, I had a PSP first, and from my perspective and experience, of PSP, I think it was a good game. I mean, we're comparing two great portable yes, game consoles. Yes, yeah, I agree. So, with that. so as far as which one's better, obviously we have our own opinions. But <laughs> the PSP to me had terrible hardware issues for me personally. I mean, they were trying to be really revolutionary with the whole disc, yeah, the whole the, gaming disc. disc. That was one of the cons. That was I think, awful. Yeah, I had so many games. I mean, a disc with a with a portable device is it, just it, a bad idea. It didn't idea, work. I got disc which errors. Which reflects the PSP in its entirety. Oh, it's just, just a bad idea. Okay, well, no, here, let me finish. And if we're also going to talk about just longevity of each one, uh-huh. there's a reason why PSP isn't around anymore. It's because it lost its touch with it. There was nothing unique about it. It was just it was it, it was just a bad version. Okay, no, no. no. Let, me finish. let me finish. Stick. Let me finish. Let me finish. Woo! An analog stick. Hey, I hey like let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> it was it was just trying to be the exact same as a PS3 but portable. And every if we're talking about graphics and stuff like that, we've already mentioned that the graphics don't make the games. And a lot of times, I think that the PSP would sacrifice some of its you know chicness or its graphics stuff. And they couldn't deliver with the hardware that they had at the time. And then it also happened with, that's why the down the downfall of the PS Vita happened too. They had a ton of issues with the games. And they also, correct me if I'm wrong, they had the no disc, no yeah. game card for the PS Vita, See, right? They took note from the DS and they came Yeah, they came out with cards for the PS Vita. The PS Vita was cards, right? Okay. Yes. But I'm still thinking that like there's a reason why the Nintendo, well, the DS specifically has gone so far Mm -hmm. as far as the the games that it's been able to hold on its console and obviously user experience had to be somewhere in that mix for it to be still alive with the same design as it's had in the beginning too so i (laughs) i i don't know i i like both and i never got i I know i'm sure internet did play a factor if i had perfect internet it probably would work better but the ps psp game thing like we could screen share with the ps4 i had a ps when I was older too. I had a PS4 and stuff at that time. And it, man, it just was not good. Like, I mean, it just didn't... I mean, realistically, it has all these features, but how many times did you sit down and watch a full movie on your PSP? Uh, uh, in bed you, at night. Yeah. I would. I had like three or four. I Am Legend I had on there. You got to remember this was coming out before smartphones became um, yeah, big. Yeah. So when it first came out, it was actually... what it, When it came out, it was actually on the tail end of the PS2. So it was like a, a, a step between the PS2 and the PS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a lot of, uh, and I, I know a lot of the games, you probably just haven't experienced a lot of the games. And like, to be fair to you guys, I haven't experienced all the games that were available. For sure, DS. for sure. But I, I would say that uh, there were both, like you guys said, pros and cons. I agree with the disc thing. The disc thing was an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember having to hold my PSP a certain way. Exactly. And, 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 and they the got really action. hot. I remember mine yeah. got oh, hot really? all Mine didn't get hot, but... It would like you'd have to hold it a certain way to get the disc to read, but I just I just enjoyed the longer, yeah. uh, more 
uh, games that uh, like like Madden was really cool mm-hmm. on there. Uh, playing basketball games. Um, there was a lot of good games that I enjoyed on the PSP. Yeah. Star I, Wars. Unleashed. I just like how P- yes. I just like how the 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 DS wasn't trying to be. Um, just like this sub unit of yeah, a exactly. console. That's what I was going to say. I feel it like was the, its own thing, I and like I think that was really cool. For the cool. most part, the PSP was just kind of thrown either ports of PS3. Yeah, the PSP was thrown ports of the PS3 games. Oh, that, no, but, no, no, no. It wasn't. I mean, a lot of the games were. No, no I don't think you've really played a lot of those games uh, because I mean, I, I, you I, probably I, weren't old enough to play mature games. No, <laughs> if you I, were able to play mature games. We I had a PSP at, the, at like... I've, we had a PSP when we were. What was, like, a, what was a port you're talking about? Like a port of a game. Like like Madden, for example. Like they didn't make Madden specifically for PSP. Like uh, I mean, I, I feel like Madden was made for consoles, and they made a version for PSP. But it was like it was the game was designed for exactly. And the Nintendo, the, like the the DS had games that were specific to the DS because the whole touch pen factor. Like Pokemon Ranger was a huge game that yeah. took. Like you had to capture Pokemon by by like doing stuff on the screen, and so, they and so, then when they did get portals of games like the Skate series, they made it so unique by doing the tricks with the touch pen with the skateboard. Like they just were very so unique. So your top five games, how many of those include Pokemon of all time? Yeah, on the DS or on the DS? Yeah. I mean, the only Pokemon game that I and I think Logan too really got into was, was just one of them, and like just that diamond. was one of the first games that came on our DS. But there were a ton of great Zelda games. Uh, we played a bunch of Mario games on there, and the then Mario all, series, Mario Kart for sure. Mario yeah, series. Mario Kart. See, I'd say for PSP, uh, of course, all the God of Wars, uh, mm-hmm. Resistance, uh, Skies Burning. Have you ever played that mm-hmm. game? That was a great the game. The Prince of Persia games were awesome. The priest, yeah. yeah, Prince of Persia. Um, well, I think that that was the thing for for us. I think liking the PSP a little bit better is like. I agree. Like it was a lot of more like a console, mm-hmm. but that was but, for us. We liked it yeah. because it was on console on the go. Yeah, as versus I feel that. like what you're saying with the DS is more it's, different. It it's was specific, unique. Yeah. It was. It was. But I also think there was some a lot of ports to that game. Or well, I mean, yeah. DS I mean, I mean, every handheld has ports. Yeah. Well, but, like I, mean, I mentioned, there were ports, but they they developed them to to accompany the touchscreen to make them different to stand out. Was there ever a Call of Duty? <laughs> there was. Did Cody have it? Obviously, that's I mean, Corey. Oh yeah, Cody. I don't know what I said. Corey. Well, he meant like referring to the Wii situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. He might have. Yeah. The one thing real fast though, like the PlayStation stuff though. You go. You guys are saying, well, it's kind of like a PS2 or whatever. But I think a lot of people like that. Yeah. Like if you're I mean, a PlayStation guy, that's what you like. Like yeah. when I was a PlayStation guy, that's what you. That's what I like. And Nintendo. If you look at what they've done, almost every system's been completely different. Yeah. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Then they had the GameCube, which was totally off the yeah, wall. But that's I love that. and then they came console, out with the Wii, which was totally off the. Like, but that's totally console different. versus handheld. That's still the comp. That's their console. Yeah, right? but it's still Nintendo, though. I mean, that, yeah. for a company standpoint, yeah. that's they want something complete. I mean, they've always said, "Oh, mm-hmm. do something completely different." Yeah. yeah. So, I just feel like when the DS came out. Since that was Nintendo's main priority, that there was a lot more care given in the games that were put onto it. And I think, sorry, before you go, Eric, I think, because this tails off what Ryan was saying, I agree. And I think that when they make games like God of War, you think the God of War games are so great, and they are good games. But I think that the diehard players of God of War would much rather play on a more powerful console as the PS3 than play it on a handheld. No, I think that that's, you have to experience for yourself playing. I, I did. But. I Sorry. think for me, I I love that the story was portable. Yeah, no, that's I didn't cool. have to be attached to a console. Mm-hmm. To go yeah, play it. I, I could play it in my bedroom. I could play, it. and that was nice. I mean, long I, trips, 
Like I had a Game Boy. Um, I skipped over yeah. yeah movie theaters like we mentioned earlier. Uh, so I was very attached to it. Plus, the the big thing for me too was by having PlayStation Plus, they would always give me two games a month yeah. free yeah. for PlayStation that is cool. for my PSP. Mm-hmm. So I get free games on my PlayStation yeah. Three, and then and I, I I think that's really cool. I just think that was one of the reasons why it kind of fell apart is just because. Yeah, even if you do like the mobile story, people didn't really want to buy the same game for the PSP and for the PS3 when you could simple like like that same game factor where like you put you like the God of War games. Since people got that on console and then there's no it was need- a completely different story. Mm-hmm. It was a whole but, different story. But what I'm saying is when I'm comparing it to the DS, the yeah. DS the games were the DS games. There was no like there was no remodeling of it from a console or trying to bounce off what the console was doing at the time. It was just focusing on being a, a good handheld. Correct me if I'm wrong, like, but one of the Zelda games was a GameCube game that made it to the DS, right? I the don't, Zelda game. I don't know. Well, with the, the 3DS, the... with the 3DS, they they came out with a 3D version of like Ocarina of Time, but that that was many years later. Back when the DS first came out, for the most part, what I, was the was there? There was a DX Zelda. Zelda DX? Was I don't know. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I forget what it's called, but that was a game made for... like that, that was an original game. But, I mean, there were ports, but I think those came later. When the DS Lite first came out, which is when the PSP came out, I think the only port that really was around was the Super Mario 64 port, mm-hmm. which was really good. They, they did use the touchscreen. They made a bunch of new minigames for it. But for the most part, when, when people talk about really good DS games. They're games that are like were made on the DS for for the DS and you can't play them anywhere else. So what's your give me both one or two top games that were for the DS. They're, we're going to have the same answer. What were not. Go for it. I remember spending the most time playing the Mario Kart 7 game when that was that was one of the games I played. I got to say that one. Um I got to throw out the skate game for the DS. I that game was great. Pokemon Pearl, hundred percent. That I put that pretty much. That a little that game alone was just what I spent most of my time on that. On. Um, do you have any more? While I'm still thinking of the last two. So my favorite, obviously, I did play Pokemon, but my favorite for the DS was uh, Phantom Hourglass. It was a Zelda game, mm-hmm. and that was such a good game. And how they used the the touch screen, like you use the touch screen to solve puzzles, which was perfect for a Zelda game. Um, uh, Pokemon Ranger was really yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, game. I mean, there are a lot of good Pokemon games. There also were a lot of really good Mario games on it too. I wasn't huge into Mario, but I remember playing the Mario. The, what like, was the Super definitive Mario. Uh, Mario game that was on there? What was it called? Uh, Sixty four, probably. No, I there's one that came out for it. I think it was just called S- Super Mario Bros. I can't remember. Okay, I, I always get those games confused. It was Mario Thin, the two dimensional. <laughs> <Mario. laughs> what a horrible game! Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah, leave, leave it in the comments section for us to let us know what, what system did you like. Uh, yeah. Did you like a PSP or did you like a Nintendo DS? I, I, I agree. Both systems are good. Yeah. I, I, I think agree. that I do uh, tend to kind of give Nintendo a little harder time than I probably yeah. should. I mean, I love video games altogether. Yeah. But I do kind of feel like um, there's rare games that I'd really want to play yeah. on Nintendo. Yeah, it, it's definitely an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I, I feel like Mario Kart's great, but uh, what are they on eight or so now? Yeah. But I guess I, I'm not really into racing games that much. Yeah, I gotcha. No. <clears throat> All right. But, next topic. Yeah, that, that that did get a little heated. Yeah. So leave in the comments what you think. <laughs>
Both are good. Both are good consoles. No, you guys Dan, just hate Dan, the PSP. Do you still just... play your PSP, Dan? Uh, yeah, I actually do. I mean, my oldest boy kind of steals it from me a lot. Mm. Um, and he'll play it and not charge it, and then I'll pick it up and want to play it, and it'll be dead. Yeah. So that happens We a forgot lot. to bring up the Lego games, too. But yeah. 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 Well, those are on PSP. Those yeah. are on PSP. Yeah. I, that's what I was about to bring up. We play those a lot. We, we like playing those. But yeah, I actually still, I actually I, still play mine. Yeah, I actually yeah. still have two of them. I know the so. PS Vita, um, even though it didn't do well, was it had really cool hardware had a great screen on it and a lot of people since the games i mean i think the thing that happened with that was the games just kind of like stopped coming out Mm -hmm. and well i think people just just weren't buying them the market Mm -hmm. dried up but a lot of people are taking those and like jailbreaking them and using them yeah i I still have mine i I love them yeah as far as a hardware Uh it's an excellent hardware but yeah but to your guys' point the the games just didn't uh only it was only the sony was developing games yeah Yeah. just kind of fell through yeah. All right. So there we there, there we have it. Yep. That got heated. So now we're going to talk about the Bible, like we always do. The best part. Um, <laughs> we are going to if if you're still watching, or which listening. which reminds me, if uh, if you're still watching, listening, we're going to listening. I don't know why I keep doing. <laughs> I that. did that. I threw you I've, off. I've this done stuff. so much other stuff. Uh, we're going to leave a secret word, and if you leave it in the comments, you'll get something like a hug or something. Or a personal shout out from one. Dan. You gotta be the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, not a hug. It'll be special. weird times. Uh, the secret word movie. is ice, because that's the name of the drink that I'm currently drinking. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> ice. <laughs> so, first person to leave the word ice in the comments gets a prize. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about the Bible. We're gonna be sharing. Uh, Eric called this red letters. Do you want to explain what that is? Well, there was a DC uh, Talk song back when DC Talk actually was, you know, up and, you know, they're famous. It's just amazing how those guys' stories have changed. Toby Mac and mm-hmm. um, all the other guys. But uh, they had a song called Red Letters, and it was kind of cool because it was, you know, referring to like a, a standard Bible where you'd have the red letters be words of Jesus. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what this idea was to. Mm-hmm. To share a statement uh, from the Gospels of something that Jesus said, so that's why we call it red letters. So, do you want me to go ahead first? Yeah, go for it, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mine is John chapter fourteen, verse six, and it says, "Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will you know my Father as well. From now on, you do know me, uh, do know him, and have seen him." So, a couple things with that. That's quite a, quite a bit, probably. Maybe too much to take on, but the idea, of course, is that Jesus is the way. Uh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say there's multiple ways. He's saying that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so Jesus is making a statement. And I, I think about this is that the idea is that Jesus, Jesus didn't leave it as a way that we could just negotiate this, right? It wasn't us that are being exclusive and saying we as Christians are wanting to say that Jesus is the only way. No, we're basing it off of what Jesus says here in Scripture that he says. So again, it's not us as Christians that say we want to be the only way, we're only right. We're kind of bound to this, that we have to say that Jesus is the only way because he said it. Mm -hmm. He said it. It's his words. And so when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's making a statement that we got to kind of live by as Christians Mm -hmm. to say, this is what Jesus said, and I've got to make a choice is what he's saying is true. Uh, it's like C.S. Lewis talks about a lot. It's about, you know, either Jesus is a lunatic or he's a liar or he's legitimate. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of base that off of what Jesus is saying. And I, I encourage people just to dive into Jesus. And I think yeah. the reason why I wanted to share about John uh, a lot is I would encourage people, especially if you're a new Christian and maybe you haven't really read through the Bible, is to, to take a look at the Gospel of John because there's so much good information there in a sense it really gives you a perspective of just being a follower because John had this close connection with Jesus, mm-hmm. one of the beloved disciples, and he was the inner th- circle, kind of mm-hmm. the three of the one, one of the three that was in the inner circle, and so he had a close perspective of Jesus. And so as he's kind of spending time with Jesus, we can hear Jesus come out loud and clear in what he's saying here. So when Jesus makes this statement. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And I think we need to think about that. Yeah. The other aspect of it is, is uh, towards that end of that that I read, that he's saying that you've seen God. Mm-hmm. If you've seen me, you yeah. know God. So uh, the more we look at Jesus, the more we actually see the nature of God. And so I want us to kind of you know, just challenge us and just maybe encourage people that are listening Really take a close look at Jesus. I mean, there may be a lot of things that you don't understand about the Old Testament. There's a lot of things in Revelations that that I still don't understand. Not supposed to understand. Yeah, 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 exactly. So there may be things that you may be a little, um, you know, not sure of. Mm -hmm. But just take a real, if you find yourself in a doubting situation, I'd encourage you just to take a look at Jesus. Look at what he says. Look at what he does. And then judge for yourself. Is this person crazy? Yeah. Is this person uh, just a liar? Mm-hmm. Or is this legitimate? Is he really the son of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you look at Jesus' words, you're going to find out that he is legitimate, that he is who he said he was. So, so I got a little fired up. No, it's awesome. good. That's good stuff. I thought you were going to hit me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Start demanding for a potato. <laughs> that was good. Love to hear her get fired up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Very passionate. All right, Logan, you want to go next? Sure. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I've i been thinking about this. I kind of side with Dan on picking favorites, I guess. I mean, the, we weren't really supposed to pick our favorite one, but one that always comes to my mind a lot, which I really like these short things that I always keep in mind. That you can always chant in your head in these kind of rough times. Pretty stereotypical story. Most people have heard it. Most Christians have heard it. It's when Jesus calms the storm. Um, But there's just this tiny little section of red letters here um, of Jesus' actual words. And it says, why are you afraid, O you of little faith? And um, just a little bit of context, you know, they're on a a boat in a storm and everyone's freaking out. Jesus is really cool, calm, collected. And um, he's a chill guy. Chill guy, yeah. (laughs) Ends up calming the seas and kind of calling out the people on the boat like, why are you afraid? I'm here. And I think that's something that I keep in my mind a lot. Yeah. And especially this summer, I I just have a lot on my plate, you know, and really busy with things. And that's something, like I said, it's just those little things you can chant in your mind almost. And just you catch yourself with an earthly mindset. You know, Colossians 3 always talks about keeping your mind on things above, not on earth. And I think that's this is just a great thing to keep in mind throughout the week is why are we afraid you know if you think about the power if you truly believe in the power of god we have no reason to be afraid we have no reason to doubt we have no reason to to get upset about things we have no reason to lose our patience we have it's just we have such a little faith when you think about specific times when we're weak so i really really like that um that's just been with me all week so and i think that's so true that we get caught up in the the wind and the waves of life mm-hmm. 
that we we get so focused on what's around us yeah and, and it's it's who we know yep it's it's who we put our faith in it doesn't mean the waves or the storm goes away mm-hmm. but it was just that acknowledgement that we know that god is with us yeah you know that, that i can face the storm because i know he's with me mm-hmm. for sure exactly so mine was from the good old sermon on the mount which is a great piece of work you could say (laughs) uh but mine i decided to pick the the part when he calls us the salt and light of the the earth uh so that is matthew 5 uh i'm just going to talk about verse 13 it says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot so I like to do, what's the translation that talks about the manure pile? It's not fit for the manure pile. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't I, heard that. I just like that. Probably message. I read ESV. <laughs> it's like Jesus talking about the manure pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just really like the verse. I remember when I was younger, uh, back in church, I listened to that song, Salt and Light, and I was like, what the crap does that mean? Why am I, why am I being called salt? Yeah. But uh, as I as I learned, like... What, what's the t- term nowadays that, that kids talk about video games? Like, oh, he's salty. Yeah, he's salty. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely been taken out of context, I, I guess. But, um, but I mean, I, I, I look at that verse and um, as an, a lot of encouragement because God's calling us the, the salt of the earth and, I mean, the flavor of the earth. And at the time, salt was like gold to the world. I mean, it was mm-hmm. used for, like, Preserving. soldiers' wages and stuff. And, like, I mean, yeah. it, it was a big thing. And for God to compare us to salt, something that was that important and that vital to the world. I mean, as common as it is now, salt was super valuable back in the day. Um, well, it's important to realize how valuable we are. Exactly. God, yeah. God wants to use us to be that witness. For sure. And yeah. so we should provide some good flavor for people. Exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. need to make things tasty. We're out here bringing the flavor. <laughs> and I, I just think it's so cool. And I, I also see a lot of God's... <laughs> I also see a lot of God's love in that to, to like, let us know that that's what we are to him. Yeah. We're not just people to run around and talk about him. We're, we, we have value to him. We're, we're here to, to bring flavor to the world. See, I think the biggest lie from Satan is that your life doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we all battle that. For sure. I think there's a lot of people I especially that have, yeah. unfortunately feel that in their life so much and mm-hmm. has led them down to a dark road. Yeah, uh, which which breaks my heart. It's awful. Yeah, but the fact is, is that God created us, and He made you for a purpose and a reason to make a difference in somebody's life. For sure. And and you can provide that salt exactly. You know, yeah, in somebody's life. Yeah. So I'm I, I, that verse for me has just been encouraging for some. Sometimes I'm really dark just because I I see how God is. He's He's talking in this huge sermon about about us and why he why we're important he gives the exact reason why and like where we stand and how how we can like have a purpose so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's i don't know that's, that's really cool. and again i go back i really like this this is going well and i know that dan hasn't had a chance to share yet Sorry. but Sorry. what i like about it is again let's let's look at jesus i mean if you have questions about your faith maybe you don't you're not happy with church yeah. maybe you're maybe you're not happy with christians out there don't look at us as so much as I mean. You can look at us and hopefully see some value in us, mm-hmm. but really look and take a look at Jesus mm-hmm. and see what he said. Yeah. What did he stand for? Exactly. Who is he? And then base your things not on what your opinion is, but look at what he did. Yeah. What he said. For sure. Dan's going to bring it home. Yeah. 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 Drop the bomb, Dan. Bring it home, Dan. I like that. I like that. Uh, mine's I guess kind of fitting. 
But uh, mine's Matthew twenty-eight twenty, and so right. just real quickly, this is where uh, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the the weeks have passed, and then this is where uh, the disciples are with Jesus uh, on the mountains of Galilee. So they're in the mountains, mm-hmm. and they're worshiping God, they're praising God, and He's leaving them their last last instructions, you know, and He tells them to go preach and baptize them in His name. Um, but the the last scripture he says in, in verse twenty, and this is this is the last thing he says to them. He says, "And remember, I am always with you until the end of time." Yeah. And I think so many times, growing up in church, my whole entire life, we've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. But you got to think the situation. The disciples would have been mortified during this time. This this guy that they've spent these three and a half so many years with him. And he says, I'm, I'm leaving you. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I guess I kind of compare that to being like like the first time as a kid when I was like 13 or 14 and my dad let me run the chainsaw by myself. Because, <laughs> you know, he used to let us use it, but he'd hold it. Yeah. And that first time when he says, okay, I'm letting go, that's a little, wow. that was scary. Or yeah. the first time you drove a car by yourself. Yeah. You know, he says, man, he says, I- I'm with you, though. I- I'm still with you. Not, not just now for a little while, but to the end of time. And, and to me, I think that's just super, super encouraging, um, especially for Christians now in this day, because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are um, questioning their faith. They're questioning, mm-hmm. uh, why is God letting this happen? Why why is the world the way it is? I think it goes clear back to what I said earlier, you know, things happening. You know, I, I kind of think there's a lot more happening in the, in the supernatural than this happening, you know, yeah. the natural and mm-hmm. stuff. So I just think, you know, that's just super encouraging for us right now. And, and to kind of point out something you said, I think it's important too, you know, for people to realize that they have a purpose, but also I think it's important for people to remember, like, you know, God wanted you not only to be alive, but he wanted you to be alive now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and like, he wanted every one of us to be alive now in 2020 for a reason. Yeah. Not 1820, 1920, you know, he wanted us exactly. here in 2020. Yeah. So it goes even beyond that, that purpose. There, there's a... It's you know you could argue it forever, but it's like predestined. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. God, God, at the beginning of the time, He looked down through history and said, "I need you there, and and I need you then. Mm-hmm. I need you there, and I need you then." But, yeah, yeah. So I just think that's that's just encouraging. Oh, stuff. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that what you said there at the end is very important for us to realize that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're we're in a relationship with God. That God wants a relationship with us. I yeah. mean. I felt like early on in my walk that God wanted me to be friends with him first before he started bringing friends in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've had some really great friends over the years. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. are among those friends. Thank you. But uh, Thanks, man. you're welcome. You made the list. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm an A friend. All right, podcast but, uh, over. I made the list. <laughs> but I, 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 really, I really think that you know God wants to be your number one friend. Yeah. God wants to be in fellowship with you. And, and as you mentioned, Jesus is not going to leave us. And he talks about not leaving us as orphans. You know, yeah. he sends yeah, yeah. the Holy Spirit to be inside of us. And that's what separates us from a non-Christian to a Christian is that mm-hmm. I'm not living by myself. I'm living for Jesus and Jesus, Holy Spirit's living in me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. I just think it's cool that we can read directly what God spoke in the yes. Bible. I mean, I, I feel like obviously it's such a, a common sense thing to say, but I mean, we're so privileged to be able to literally read what God said. Yeah. So that's cool. And it's a living like word. It, it speaks to us in the, in the situations we're in. I know, exactly. Yep. You know. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely fluid. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. I think the I think we're about to wrap up. Dan, you got any last words for anyone? That sounded uh, kind of dark. What's a, what's a random trivia? Just stay the course, man. <laughs> uh, I, I random fact. Random fact. Um. Oh man, you threw he has me, so many that they're you all threw me race out there. Um, I, well, I told you a random fact earlier. Yeah. About um, before we started, maybe right? One of the movies. One yeah. of the movies. Um, let me think here. Just bring up some I'm random. Just like, I'm just civil, thinking. Civil I'm just thinking of like Abraham Lincoln or okay. something right now. Yeah, give me now. Abraham Lincoln. Um, well, have you ever have you ever read the like the Lincoln Kennedy connections? No. How they were both they were both elected 1860. Uh, he died in 1863, and, and he died in 1963. Lincoln died uh, like in a he was in a theater, and he died across the street in a hotel. And then Kennedy like died near a hotel. There's just a lot of really cool connections to that. But one of the big crazy things was Lincoln had an assistant by the name of Kennedy uh-huh. who warned him not to go to the <laughs> no theater. Way. And Kennedy had an assistant last name Lincoln and warned him not to go to Texas. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's wow. so many ridiculous parallels between Lincoln well, and Kennedy. I've seen some of those before. That's really yeah. But, he died with uh, pounds of feces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He died with five pounds of feces in his body. But that's Abraham Lincoln. Most people. Why do you know that? Most most people have an average of five pounds of feces in their body. Wow. Yeah. Um, so do I right now. Yeah. Mo- have all you of went us to the bathroom. Yeah, you did. might have more. I don't think I. Sw- I don't think um, I pooped today. Swimsuit models and every people who do like swimsuit competition. Uh, not me. But people who do swimsuit <laughs> competitions what? and stuff. That's one of the tricks that they actually do. They'll go. They'll go two two days before uh, a swimsuit competition. They'll have a colonic done. Where they pump basically thirty gallons of water in you and flush your whole system out because you could lose five pounds just instantly. So yeah. Well, I'll keep that in mind the next time I go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but most humans carry about five pounds of feces and are just wow. attached so, to your inside of your bowels and everything. Wow. So there you guys have it. That's a that's just a brief look on what it's like hanging out. <laughs> Maybe with that's Dan. my problem. I've been carrying about ten pounds instead of the regular five pounds. Yeah. What 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 good knowledge. I mean, you know, the more you know. Your classroom is blessed to have you. I appreciate it. This is why Dan's a teacher. (laughs) I I don't see another job Dan can do as well as being a teacher. No. Your kids probably learn some crap. I just I get just, it. Put them to sleep. <laughs> they do. Literally. <laughs> just watch watch documentaries, people. Yeah. I love. Yeah. All right. All right. Right before we go, do you have a documentary you'd like to recommend? Uh, America in Color. Okay. It's really good. It's old film footage from the. It goes by 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's old film footage that's like been in the vaults the government control uh-huh. it's never been released before but it's, it's but colorized it's, it's colorized oh, now that's cool and they walk through like the most important things through each decade what and just color? just seeing some of the stuff like especially from the 30s and 40s like during the great depression and uh there's a lot of stuff in the 60s about the kennedy assassination that's just cool. seeing stuff like that i've never seen before Jeez. and they have the season two has an episode about the wild west Oh wow! So like cowboys and stuff wow. in the eighteen hundreds, no but it's way. been colorized. So Dang. yeah, that's yeah, that's a great that's a great series. Yeah, great series. All right, cool. I'll have to check that out. Thanks for coming. So out. yeah, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming, Dan. Hopefully, this was fun. hopefully you'll you'll come back one of these days. But thank you, audience, for listening, not watching. Like I said all the time, moral dilemma. Uh, talk to us in the comments. We want to hear from you. So uh, peace out. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. See y'all. See ya.